when you go through something like what I went through, you got trust issues, you got hurts, you got things, you know, the word we use is baggage. And one of the things I'm honest about, and I'm very honest about, is my the baggage that I've carried. Some people don't like to admit that they're traumatized. I can admit that I was, and I could admit that I needed work. What I didn't see, which a lot of you don't see in your own lives, is how far God has brought you. And you're so caught up in the moment that you don't see the change. Who am I speaking to right now? You're stuck in that time of what happened. And even though God has brought you so far from it and healed you so much and delivered you, the enemy will keep taking your mind back to that moment. You could be 10 years past that moment, but in your mind, you're free, but your spirit, your human spirit won't let go. So God had to say to me, but look at what you've become. Look at how you healed. Look at what I've accomplished with you in spite of that. Um, I just want to say to you today, you're healed and you're healed in spite of what yesterday was. And I would just ask everybody today, and maybe this is part of the message, so I'm glad you hit record. I would like to ask everybody today, up, like I said, up until the moment that we arrived and Kwame had been getting at me for a little bit, um, unbeknownst to anybody else. How come she keeps putting these videos up with her? And I know she's in, came down to Florida and you're not in the videos. And I was like, cause I don't, I don't feel like it's time to be revealed yet. Neither does she. Um, and it was more fear of what people would think or people would say or how people would feel about it. And I can tell you guys that the moment that it was done, I felt like an elephant was taken off of my back because I was walking around carrying my feelings of being a failure. It was very strong. I don't like failing. I don't like failing. Dr. Wise like, amen. So the enemy holds that over me because now I'm concerned about feeling like I failed at something. So we'll stay somewhere that's detrimental to us just to not feel like a failure. That's not God's plan. Um, the other thing was I, I kept judging myself based on the fact that you didn't win then. How are you going to win now? Somebody understand what I'm talking about? You failed here, you lost this job, you failed in this relationship. What makes you think you're going to do any better in this relationship or this situation? Total lie from the pit of hell. If any, if every athlete felt like that, there would never be a successful athlete because they have to go out and try and fail and try and fail and try and fail, you know, and I'm not proposing that for one getting married like that, but I'm just saying, you know, you're supposed to be stronger as a result of your setbacks. You're supposed to gain more strength, more fortitude, more commitment, more drive from the Holy Ghost to go forward and win and what he's called you to. So in business, 
through the roof and everything else, my personality through the roof, just the peace and joy on my spirit, whole different person. Everybody who sees me says it. You look at 20 years younger. I feel it. You feel it. You know it. Everyone you on here know that you're better than you were. But that moment in time is keeping you from going to the destiny God's calling you to. So you keep judging yourself based on your past failures or past mistakes or setbacks or shortcomings. And so what God began to show me is forgetting those things which are behind. You press forward to the mark of the high calling. I know the scripture, you know the scripture, but now it's time to apply it to your own lives. Forgetting what's behind, forgetting the things that didn't work before, forgetting the things that you actually may have really failed at or you screwed up or you messed up really bad. Okay, you got it. We got it. We all got it. We know the story. Can we now say that's a stepping stone to the destiny that I'm called to and stop holding on to the setback or the mistake and stop letting it define you? And that's my prayer for everybody today. No, I didn't come on here with a set message. I don't have my verses. I don't have all that stuff today. Um, matter of fact, it's so weird. I was talking to Nellie and she said, uh, you know, you got to get ready for service. And I'm like, why am I thinking today is Monday? Like I flew in last night at midnight and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm home. And it's like, no, it's, you got to get ready for service. So I'm sitting out on the balcony messing with my plants in my pajamas and not realizing that I have to get on and do a service. But I'm sharing all this with you to say there's so much greater ahead of all of us. And you've learned so much and you've walked with God for so long. And it's time to put those things that you've learned into practice so you can get the manifestation. I'm charging everybody here today, please stop sitting around waiting for the move of God. The move of God is taking place and now it's time for you to manifest it. It's time for you to walk in it. It's time for you to experience it. It's time for you to go out into the harvest and gather up your fruit and bring it into the bond. The scripture clearly says that. You sow the seed, you water, God brings the increase, but then at the harvest time, you go out and you gather up the fruit and you bring it in. And there's so much false belief that God just brings the fruit to your barn. And those times where God just brings it to you is those times where God's showing sympathy for your idiocy, but it's not the plan of God for you to continually wait for God to bring manifestation to the door. You have to get out there in the field. You have to find out where your harvest is. You have to even know what you plan. And a lot of times you don't even know what you plan and what harvest you're expecting. And then you got to go out there in the field and you got to find it. And sometimes you have to cultivate workers and you got to give them a cut to help you bring in the harvest that God has for you because it's too much for you to bring by yourself. Too many Christian lone rangers and everybody wants to work by themselves and they want to just do it by, I'm just trusting God to do this for me. And nobody is extending their hand and saying to other people, can you help me? And so they reach a limit if they have success where they can't go any further and they pray and pray and pray and pray until they die because you're not going to go any further because God's plan for us is to step out into a field. To me, saying, I'm going to spend the rest of my life alone and I'm going to do all this stuff alone. No, me inviting other people in and not just nothing, but my team has allowed me to reach heights and, and goals. And you see Carlo on here. He's part of our team for him him and his and his um, fiance. They work with us in FIA. And um, hey, Carlo, 
and um and, and they are part of our team and, and, and he's in the Philippines and they're part of our team. They work with us. And as a result of having them on our team, we as a company have grown. It comes to a point that you have to bring the other people that God wants to be blessed in your circle close to you so you can grow together. And so a big part for me was saying, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to love again. I'm never going to have a relationship again. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit and Minister Dietra, she's not on today, who is counsel for me, and uh, Pastor Fontaine, and now even Angie Brown, you know, gets on there and say to me, yeah, you got too much love in your heart to give to be just like shutting yourself down like that. God didn't call you to be that person. Well, then I have to put away fear. I have to put away situation and I have to say, okay, God, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Okay, God, it hurt last time. It didn't work last time. I looked like a fool last time, whatever that situation may be, but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again this time with the expectation of winning. Well, what if it doesn't work? Then I'm going to sit back. I'm going to take a breath and get lick your wound for a minute. And then I say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. And this time I'm going to do it right. And you just keep getting up with the Lord and doing it again. Is that scriptural? Yes. He said the persistent widow, she kept coming back to the king again and again. He tells you to be persistent, pray. Faith is praying and going back and going back and standing and not moving and to, because you, till you get to the point that you're so determined that it's yours and it's your time that it's, it has to manifest. I've not seen the move of God in my life, can't speak for you, work dynamically in passivity or and I'm just waiting on God. I've never seen it happen. I've seen God provide out of his mercy and I've seen God make moves, but no dynamic move of God has happened. So I went last week, we went last week and we looked at a building. I mean, I just got to the real estate thing and every they've been training us you know, you know, $50,000, $100,000 properties and get this, get that. And the first property I go for is $6.5 million, right? <laughs> and I walked in that place and I'm looking around that place and I got contracts and people and they're talking to me and talking about the, the process of doing this deal. But because I've sat before the Lord with this for so long, it felt natural. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't intimidated. And they didn't treat us like we were newbies. They talked to us like we were who we are, babies. I don't care what the enemy tries to do and how the enemy tries to stop you and tries to tell you that you don't have another chance. You do have another chance. God's a God of second chances. And I, I just want to really just push this one point. I keep going back to it. Please stop living out of your past trauma. Just stop. I don't care how recent it is. Forgetting those things which are behind you, you press forward to the mark of the high calling. Just make a decision. Confess out of your mouth right now. I release all past trauma. I will not live out of my past traumas. I will li not live out of my past failures. I will not live out of my past what seemed to be defeats. I'm accepting that everything has made me stronger. I'm accepting that everything has made me better. And I'm accepting, accepting that God has worked all things together for my good. I shall not fail. I shall accomplish that which he's called me to. It is my victory to have because you decided for me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We, man, I'm a new person 
just because I let go of that way. And I've been becoming new, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see how far God had brought me. You know, I like I, I remember when Jericho was first looking for her place to live and how she was freaking out and then this job and how this going to go. And, and then time came and God manifested. And all of some sudden, it was like all of yesterday was gone and she was living in the day. But then when things turn for us, and I'm not talking about Jericho in particular, I'm talking about all of us, we have a tendency sometimes to forget the good that God did. We forget that it seems long at the moment, but when breakthrough happens, it's instant. And I, I want to share this with you because it's important right now. And I've been separated for close to four years and divorced for a year and a half. And it just felt long and arduous in my mind, um, even me dragging my foot about signing the papers. We went to this building to negotiate and talk about the deal in this building. And I got a revelation that I hope is helpful to you guys. Now, Lindsay, you're going to probably relate to this because we saw that when they got city center, when J.B. Rowley and them was building city center. When I walked in the building, they showed us the process. They was explaining, well, there are tenants here that still have three years on their lease. So we're going to have to ride these lease out. We can buy the building now. We can put things in process. We can start developing the plans. We can, they even spoke to me about, you know, you have an, the ordinance will allow you to put another three or four floors on this building if you want to go up higher. And all these possibilities they were discussing with me. I'm listening to everything. But here's the point. You're listening to me real close. I was, I'm going into the, to the negotiation of purchasing this building with the understanding that I can't do anything I want to do with the building for the next three, four years. So it's a it's it's a plan that you're going into, even if we were building a skyscraper in Manhattan. Are you listening to me? They know when they start the plan that, well, this will be done in in 2030 or you know, 2020. You follow what I'm saying? 2030, 2029. And they understand that. But the, the finances in place, the people are in place, the plans are in place, the ordinance are in place, the decrees have been made. And now what you have on the sign in front of that lot is a picture of what's coming. And you're going forward. Are you listening to me? Based on that picture that's on that sign. And then people start getting in touch with the office to rent apartments in a building that hasn't even broken ground yet. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? They, you have you ever seen one of those buildings and tried to apply? Right. So what are you applying for? You're applying for dirt and sticks and stones. You got a picture and that picture is the only thing that you're based in your desire to pay rent, a down payment, fill out an application for a lot full of dirt and stones and a couple of construction bulldozers. You follow what I'm saying? Because you're building your dream based on a future, not on immediate. 
what I'm what this thing opened up for me is this. I am now in this place, God, that I'm putting my faith and, and putting my money and putting my time, and my energy on something that I won't see a return on or may not see a profit on for the next four years. But this is a process of faith and standing. You speak to the mountain, say, be thou removed. The mountain will just jump up and run. It might start crumbling and falling down piece by piece and eroding away over time. But the point is, you see it. I, I want to explain that to you. I'm going to get back to that mountain thing because God showed me something a long time ago to, to, this, to, to a teacher named Keith Moore. And um, I, I, I realize now that we're too immediate in microwave and our believing. Our believing is too short term. It's too, what are you going to do next? You know how many people have said to me since I told my Ben and Gage, so she's going to live out here in Florida? Or are you going to move over there? And I said, I'm going to move. I'm going to live everywhere. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live there. I am might get a place in France. I'm going to live where I want to live. What are you talking about? Why, why are you limiting to me to that I got to live in one house? I don't live in one house now. I got a building in New York. I got a house in Pennsylvania. And I have here an apartment in Florida. I'm going to live everywhere. I'm going to live with anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? We got to get past this. I prayed to God and, I, and he answered me Friday thing. What's the destiny of your calling? What's the destiny of it? Because it's a big picture and that picture takes time and it's planned out. So let me give you the, 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 the mountain story. So this guy was talking about he had a house and big, beautiful view all around him. But in front of him was this mountain and he couldn't see everything from his house. And he was disappointed about that. And he stood on the scripture Speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and it will happen. So he spoke to the mountain. Now, I don't know what this man was expecting. I don't know if he thought the mountain was going to literally just get up and fly away and go into the sea. But he spoke to the mountain and told it to be removed, and he didn't think about it. He went on with his life, kept doing it. It was the will of God. He traveled a bit. And he said he came back. maybe it was about three or four years later and he looked at the mountain and it dawned on him that he could see a little bit above it like it had cleared and he said wow i didn't i didn't notice that but he god pointed out to him and you know he's thinking oh, maybe it's in my mind he said he came back maybe about a year later and he saw a bunch of guys with trucks and surveyors going walking around the mountain and looking at it and you know he went over to him and said, guys, what's going on? He, they said, well, there's been a fault moving. There are cracks in the mountain and it's eroding. It looks like we don't understand it, but it's been wearing the mountain away. So we have to start taking some of it away because we don't want it to stop falling on people and stuff. So he said, what happened was what God showed me over time was he spoke to it. And the process begun. Let me say that one more time. He spoke to it and the process begun. Say that one more time. You speak to it and the process begins. And so the mountain began to get cracks in it and the water from the rain and stuff began to get down in it and erode it and rinsing it away, and bit by bit, it's being washed into the sea. Uh, uh, you, you understand? It's being moved to the sea. 
but it's being moved in the sea in time through process. He said he came back another two, three years later and they had taken down half of it because they were concerned about it falling over on people. But so he, he, he talked about almost a 10 year, eight year process from beginning to end. But the point was there's a process. And the point is your success is a process. You didn't wake up an adult, you woke up a child and you grew step by step into the process of being the adult. At 60, going on 65 years old, I'm becoming an adult. I'm seeing the process of time and I'm and respecting more than ever the process of time. This building is mine. I will purchase it. The deal will go down. I will have investors if that's what it's going to take and I will get the building. But to see my vision manifest, I got to wait till all the tenants move out. Then they got to gut the building down to the frame. They got to redo all the floors. They got to add another floor. They got to make the elevator now come up to a higher floor to add for that floor or whatever. And, and it's a process and it's money and it's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars to build. Who knows? I will figure all this out. But my point is, I'm coming to understand what I want you to understand today. If, if, if I have a message, here's my message. Let go of the past hurt or the past disappointment or the past failure and use that to grow on. Don't get stuck there. That's number one. Number two, respect the process of time. And the process of time for big dreams you have is a process of time. If you want a plant, like a tomato plant or something like that, you can go get yourself a flower pot right now and you can plant some seeds and by the, by the next few months, you're gonna have some growth and you're gonna have probably some tomatoes within a season. But if you want an apple tree, you're gonna wait some years before you see the apple tree become a tree. You're gonna put something around it to keep the animals from chewing on it because it's gonna be such a little shrub that you stepping on it can destroy it. But over time, it's gonna get so big and nobody's gonna be able to hurt it. And the birds of the tree are going to rest in it. And it's going to have roots that go deep, 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 deep into your soil. But it's going to take some time because before there's growing up, there's growing down. And God will grow you deep in your roots before he takes you up high and thick. Or else the slightest wind will blow you over. I want us from this season to stop being believers that need God to move yesterday. There are some things you may be praying for that's immediate. But if you don't have any prayer in the ground, any seed in the ground for, for that thing that's going to take you time and season and years to watch God develop, you're going to be a baby Christian for the rest of your life. Real believers are willing to let God walk them through the things that take process and time. Last thing I'll throw up as a point. Remember Jacob and his wells? It took him over a decade of sowing and having to walk away and sowing and having to walk away, but he just kept coming back and dig, digging another well. You... Right now, I'm not asking you to, I'm prophesying over you will mature in this season to the next level of your faith. You will start to see God as a destiny God, not just an answer my prayer today God. I'm speaking over you right now, I'm prophesying over you 
that your expectation is in the destiny of God, not in the right now of God. The ultimate plan of God, not the immediate move of God. That you begin to walk with God with you down the trails to greatness and the thing that he's called you to and understand and respect and feel excited. You put the picture of the finished product in your mind. You put it up there and let people start making lease for it now because it's now that God speaks. It's now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith, not someday, not yesterday, but right now. And God is telling that if you believe him now for what he said he's going to do for you in the future, that future becomes now for you right then, right at that moment. And I'm prophesying that your eyes open up, that your vision opens up, that your expectation opens up. You stop speaking of what God has called you to as the future, but start speaking it as now. Put the picture on the dirt. Put the picture around on the gate that surrounds the lot. Put just begin to in your spirit build. I know, Father, and I'm grateful that for the three years that I'm just a landlord of a building that I'm trying to clear out, then there will be a time where there's no income because there's nobody in the building, but that will be the building process. And in that building process, the greater income will come in the end. And I trust you for that. And I've never had to do this before, but I'm doing it now and I'm sharing it with you. There's a process to greatness. And sometime in greatness, hallelujah, I'm seeing God saying to tell you, in the greatness, you have to keep your eye on the ultimate prize, not on what seems to be happening around you, not seeing what be happening next door to you, not what happened to you yesterday, but you have to keep your eye on the ultimate prize. The ultimate prize is where your greatness lies. So from this moment on, we are no longer people living from paycheck to paycheck and understanding life as a blessing that happens today. I'm looking at every blessing that happens today as how do you apply to what God is doing in the ultimate calling, in the ultimate blessing. And I speak it over you right now. You are much bigger than the surrounding that you've set yourself in. You've made yourself a camp that's supposed to be a temporary camp and you make it in a permanent camp. And God said, it should not be taking us 10 and 15, 20 years to get the things that he's called us to. It should not take that. It, I don't care if the process takes that. Your spirit should be receiving it today and now, right now, today, right now, immediately. So I speak over you the capacity, the capacity to retain the vision that God has spoken over you, the capacity to see it at a distance. Ooh, I like that, God. To see it at a, as, at a distance and pull it close to you. To see it years ahead and pull it right into your heart right now and say it is done and say it is mine because you said so. To see the ultimate destiny of God for your life as already obtained. I'm speaking it. I'm releasing it over you all. I'm saying this is your time. This is your season. You can receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Last thing I want to leave with you before I... You know, stop. And I can talk all day about this. My goodness. Have you guys ever seen in your neighborhood a, a, a running, functioning McDonald's or Burger King or any restaurant like that? And all of a sudden, you come past and they tore the whole thing down. And they're rebuilding it and doing the whole thing. Even they close it and gut it. In my, in my block, they literally like... Tore it down to the guts. 
and started over a whole new big prettier. Or, and I'm like, how much money did you lose in sales? And, 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 and the money you had to pay to do this, what was your mindset? This place was packed every day. What did you, what calculation did you do? Are you listening to me? That made you say, we're going to stop the flow of income, spend extra money, and do something else. What, what, what in your mind made you say, this is a smart thing to do? That's called vision. It's got to be vision. Because you have, the, you, you, yes, projection, but it's vision. You, you see something in making this thing a little bit bigger and changing the layout and maybe putting a whole new kitchen so that it can you can make the burgers faster. I don't know the newer technology. I don't know what the logic is behind it because I never sat with them. But I always would be amazed when I would see, you just stopped production. You just halted income to go through this process, that means you saw something. And what you saw was bigger than what you had. And you were willing to take what looks like a loss or a back step to step into this next level that you just stepped into. Am I speaking to your spirit right now? We gotta be willing to say, I'll take a back step. I'll take what looks like even a loss right now just so I can see the ultimate vision of God. And the average believer don't want to be set back for two seconds. Are you kidding me? They don't want to, you don't want to take a chance to sacrifice what you got. You're going to hold on to that for dear life. And ride it out to your grave. Sad. Not me. Not me. Not you. It's time. I'm willing to sacrifice what I have. And thank you for the scripture, Lord. The man who finds the pearl of great price went and sold everything he had to buy that pearl. Your destiny is the pearl of great price. And you got to be willing to release whatever you holding on to now to see what God plans to manifest then. And that's where I want to leave you. Have God identify to you that pearl of great price. I pray for you that you see it. I pray for you that you feel it, you experience it, that you can't get through this week, that it begins to haunt you, to follow you around and speak to you and yell at you. Wisdom cries in the street, yells out to you. How long will you remain foolish? How long will you be made average? And how long will you remain petty? And how long will you hold on to this one little thing that you've turned into your source? God said, what I've called you to is so much bigger. And I'm willing to sacrifice all of that for the pearl of great price in this season and time. And those who agree with me and say, amen. And in Jesus' name, we receive it. And amen. Thank you, babies, for your time.